Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody, welcome <laughs> to the Basin Bench. Always, you're all welcome here. Uh, this week was Guardians of the Galaxy. Holy cannolis, this was a fun <laughs> movie to watch. I have never seen it before. But anyway, my name is Harrison. And I'm Kelton. And I'm Cade. Yeah, so we will always, we'll jump into our spoiler wall here. This is where we get a minute to give our spoiler-free reactions and thoughts about the movie, and then at the end of that minute, give a recommendation whether you should or should not watch it, whether it's worth your time or not. Um, your minute is ready to go. Sweet. Okay, I mentioned I'd never seen this movie before, and hot dang, this movie's worth your time. <laughs> like, holy, I can't say enough good about this movie. We'll just go bullet point list. Acting and casting, phenomenal. Music, both like the 80s classic, well, not 80s, but like the classic rock and pop songs they have, in addition to just like the score, amazing it's a super good space opera like you don't even have to know anything about the mcu because the guardians of the galaxy are so separate from everything else that had happened that like you can just enjoy it as like a space sci-fi movie that's got great like planets and alien races and like lore to explore it's got super fun like space battles and like sci-fi tech stuff it's got a raccoon that talks like it's just so fun and it's if you enjoy comic book movies, this is like one of the perfect comic book movies in such a different way than like The Dark Knight because it understands the source material and like the story style and beats of comic books in such a funny way. They can have like really serious and meaningful like com uh, like commentary on things, but also be hilarious at moments. So yes, I reckon recommend it. There you go. One minute is it? It goes by fast, real fast. I'll do mine real quick. Okay, so this, I will say this, this movie, I will watch the day I die, I'll listen to the music to the day I die, because one thing, one of the things for sure is that I didn't know I was a, you know, 1970s music fan until I, until I walked out of the theater of watching this, or after I walked away from watching this movie, I did not watch this movie in the theaters, I was away, and I wasn't, and had that, I had that opportunity, but I recommend everyone to re- to watch this movie. This movie is downright hilarious. You will just drool over people who are super in the comics will drool over this movie and people who are not into comics who don't really understand it. This movie is so deep into comics, it can just be by itself in this hilarious space adventure that will just melt your heart away. And with the rating the PG uh, it's PG-13, it lives up to comedy, rude humor and violence, but it is downright worthy dang solid all right give me my minute boys all right so this movie is so much fun to watch i remember the first time i watched this movie it was i remember very specifically the very first date i ever went on like i was just like yeah just turned 16 i went on my first date 
which was pretty dumb because it's like it was a great movie so i wasn't really like talking to my day but anyways <laughs> <laughs> long story short i did not know what guardians of the galaxy was about i had no idea it was actually part of the mcu but i totally enjoyed it i didn't know any of the characters i never heard of them to be honest i like like i said i didn't know a talking raccoon was actually a part of the avengers you know and so anyways it was very enjoyable with the zero knowledge i had going into this movie and it's nice i won't tell you how but there's definitely a different take on the whole idea of being a superhero in this movie and the attitude approaching like oh we have to save the world and what those heroes are thinking or how they act um so definitely amazing i would oh man it's so short but highly recommend it all right everybody so if you have not seen this movie like i had not and i would have seen it earlier but i was saving it for this i promise i'm not uncultured you shouldn't be either go watch the movie and once yeah 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 listen to him so go culture yourself watch the movie come back and listen to the regular scheduled program which we will jump into right now after this short break okay for the record that might be my favorite part of the intro it's like back to the regular central program about taking a short break and like a weird commercial about like some weird medication that jumps in and goes in and then we come back like that super fast yeah it may lead to death or as you colon cancer but it can cure your diarrhea and you will go outside and the world will stop being black and white and everyone will smile but you could die do not attempt anyway end of the podcast that was our commercial break so the actual commercial slash announcement we have here is just to keep downloading the show. Very true, guys. We are reaching over 500 total downloads for the podcast. Pat yourself on the back. Yes. Halfway. Thank you, everybody. We're I, halfway to our goal. Yeah, that is incredible, guys. We're still putting out podcasts every week. Sometimes we have delays. We're sorry about that, but like it just happens because... You know, this is our first podcast, and I have a lot of experience, and we don't have, like, the greatest equipment, but it's okay. We're going along. But seriously, it's super cool to, like, think back on how far we've come. Like, we have, how many is it now? Like, 19 episodes out? Something there, like that. Something. Pretty close. Yeah, it, it, we have a good, more than 16. I know that. And I, like, I remember back to our first podcast, just, like, a little story for you guys. Because we've crossed 500 downloads, we'll do a little celebration. And this yeah. is a great movie, too. Our first podcast... We, I like planned it out and whatever, um, and we met at my parents' house, and we watched Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is like a movie I'm, I'm so like passionate about. And honestly, like I wish I could redo that podcast because <laughs> I just like didn't know how to like present my emotion for it. But I remember like we watched the movie, and then my oldest sister, she was moving across the country, and she had like a one-year-old baby who had to sleep at my parents' house so they could pack at night. And then we were downstairs trying to watch the movie, but we had to keep it way quiet because the baby was sleeping. And then we like tried to go upstairs to record the podcast where it'd be quiet. But then my brother came home from work and he was like, turn on the microwave in the oven and open up frozen pizza and chicken nuggets. And it was like, all right, it's been an hour since we watched the movie. Let's go outside. And then we go outside and it's cold and the crickets are chirping. And then we're like trying to record it. And none of the equipment's working. And then, oh man. And we got bitten alive out there. <laughs> yeah. And then you listen to the podcast and you can like hear the the ambient noises from outside but we happened and it uploaded and ever since then it's just been it it's a true cinderella story let's yeah. just say that <laughs> now we're the greatest podcast ever made no but seriously guys it's it's really fun doing this every week and i mean even if no one downloaded our podcast we'd still do this because we totally enjoy it but knowing that there are people out there downloading this and if it makes your day that much better like that totally just makes me way happy even though it's like we you know we don't make any money from doing this it's just for fun 
This We'd love fun. to get to the point where we're like actually like serious, but ser- like for now, it's I totally love doing this. I definitely would not. Yeah, it's, it. it's 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 this opportunity to provide this sort of content and share what we think about, what we love to watch, what we love, and just a good conversation with our bros. You know, it's just straight up fun. Anyway, like forget the content we're making and the value of that. Like this is just fun between the three of us. Oh yeah. So anyway, so thank you for joining. Guys. Yeah, shout out to you guys. Thank you for joining us. Seriously, it's. We appreciate every download, but appreciate just you listening. Most yes. most important of all, yeah, just you listening. It doesn't matter if you download at the end of the day, or it doesn't matter if like just you guys listening to our content. That's what we care about. Yeah, and you know, you may not be here now, but we hope like you could feel like you're here with us as we just talk through this. So keep putting those downloads on. We're, remember, our goal is a thousand, so we got to get there end of the year. One thousand downloads. Let's do this. Anyways, what's our next segment? Our, now it's our first segment. We are into two cents where we get each get two minutes of uninterrupted time of our knee-jerk reactions of the movie, which we have either first watched or watched for another, for another time. And I will go first with my two cents. Well, Cade's pulling up the timer. I forgot to do the rundown of the show. We got our two cents, which Cade just explained. Then our section that's for movies that one of us has not watched before, Did It Live Up? because I have not seen this movie. Then pick your poison and MCU rankings. Binge points, which are Easter eggs. Least and likes, which is exactly what it f- sounds like. And fall in, which is the f- one of the greatest parts where we talk about the meaning and the message of it. But that's the show. Back to Cade with his two cents. All right, here we go. We are, here's my two cents. Wow, this movie, I love this movie. I mentioned this in the spoiler wall, but I want to really hit, hit on this when we get into fall in and stuff but i will say this that this movie is an all-time favorite if you want to talk about if you want to have a top 10 list of like the top 10 greatest movies of all time i want to argue this movie is in that top 10 because this movie is just hilarious throughout hilarious i tell you like the characters music just how the whole the whole way it's set up i, I love every single minute of it and I'm going to have a struggle with what my least favorite scene is later on. But I will say that the the music in this... So before I watched this movie, I was... I'm a guy who really loves some alternative music. Like, the music that I listen to is very alternative. Like, um, Mum Republic, you could um, go off on Laney and as well as John Bellion. Like, I love that alternative music. And when I finally got around to watching this movie first off i saw the trailer and i thought it was gonna be garbage garbage movie because i didn't understand anything about it two i was totally proven wrong by the movie and now i'm listening to the jackson five now like in a mountain high enough and all these great classics move song or songs in this movie it just brings out this like old 1970s that I didn't know I had in myself and I want to just continue just to listen to it over and over and over and get so hyped for the you know any sort of scene with Peter Quill and Groot and Rocket and I have so much to talk about in this movie because I didn't really analyze this movie before I've always sat back and enjoyed it so this podcast is going to be super I'm super excited for this podcast just to even just to dive deep into it so I'm and I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say because this movie is fabulous and fantastic I'm back. All right. Does that bring it to me? Yes. All right. Set the timer, baby. All right. Okay. So this po- this movie, man, I love it so much. Like, if you guys listen to the spoiler wall, 
you know, when I first watched this, I had zero idea who any of the Guardians of the Galaxy were. Like, I kind of went in thinking, like, it was going to be something like Suicide Squad. You know, it's kind of like its own thing, like, doesn't really make sense. No one knows a lot of the people if you aren't, like, reading the comics regularly. And so I kind of went in like that, but then I saw it was a part of the MCU, and it was just incredible. And it can be, this movie can be very much taken just as it is. Like Harrison mentioned earlier that, um... You could totally watch this by yourself, just this movie, and have a good time. Even if you have like zero knowledge of who they are, or any of the villains or the superheroes, nothing. Like it's an incredible movie, and it, like Cade said, it's just it just gets that kind of nostalgia feeling going, and you just totally fall in love with this movie because it's hilarious, has great action, and I love this movie because the superheroes are not super, like they don't fit the stereotype of a superhero. Like, they all start out together as just trying to, like, make money or, like, betray someone or, like, get revenge, you know? Like, it's not your stereotypical, oh, the world's going to end, we're good people, we're strong, let's band together and just save it, you know? It's none of that, like, so it's totally a different take, and I love watching is you see these band of misfits that don't really work together at all come together go through some serious shiz, like, get their butt, like, their butts kick crap out of them, and, like, but they figure things out, they become friends, and together, like, they take down the bad guy, you know, it, that in itself may be seen as, like, stereotypical, but it's really fun to watch, it's incredible, at least, the second one's amazing, just as well as the first one, but I totally love this movie, it may not be in my top 10 for me, but, like, of all time, but it's seriously up there, great movie. All right, my two cents. Okay, I'm gonna. There, you guys have already talked about how great this movie is. I'm just gonna talk about like the respect I have to James Gunn in the making of this movie, and also Marvel. I wish I would have been more involved in the Marvel films when this movie was released because they did something so unprecedented. They did something that's like, all right, we've been su successful with our typical movies. Let's try something new with Guardians of the Galaxy, like characters that legit nobody knew about. Like, if somebody says that they read the Guardians of the Galaxy comics before the movie they're most likely lying like the prop there there's a few people i'm not saying there's nobody but most likely most people didn't and like i haven't read them i've read one but like james gunn's understanding of just comics in general and the stories that are told and how the characters interact with each other each other and how the story generally goes is portrayed so well in this that like you can understand the characters really well and get a ton out of it or you can know only what's presented in the the work that you're observing and enjoy it just as much. It's just, and like the film pacing and editing and cinematography was fun to watch. Like the absolute style that's just like overflowing. Like that huge title card. I, like at the beginning when uh, Peter Quill's dancing. And like the huge Guardians of the Galaxy takes up like the whole screen. That was hilarious. But it was just like great filmmaking and great understanding of how like your uh, style, your... your uh, I just keep sticking on how you want to portray your style in a film and take it incredibly seriously, but not serious enough that you can be hilarious and comedic all the time, but also have like meaningful lines and moments and character development. Um, I'm just excited about this film. Like it was just refreshing to watch. It's not like Kelton said, it's just not typical. And it, it's just cool to see Marvel like do something atypical and take characters that are nothing and turn them into something great and just... I just have a lot of respect for like the people who went into making this film because it's it's very unique, but it's so fun to enjoy. 
So I guess I'll just kind of dive immediately into my Does It Live Up? Yeah, this is the segment of First Watch. Yeah, so our section Does It Live Up is just kind of basically if we've never seen a movie before, what our expectations were and if it lived up to those expectations. Um, and then if anybody was the per- the reason, like a recommendation for it, we'd give that as well. But in this case, the kind of recommendation was just that it's part of the MCU. And so my expectations into it was extremely high. Like, I feel like, a pe- especially fans of the MCU, they love this movie. And I have family members, my brother and sister-in-law, they both love this movie and the second one. Like, adore it. And so my expectations for it were really, really high. And a lot of people talk about it, how it's so good. And people love James Gunn. And so, uh, yeah, they were high. And I love this genre. Like, space operas is one of my favorite genres. So I've been so excited to watch this movie. And it finally came. Um, But, yeah, it lived up to the expectations in every way. Cade had a good idea. I came a little bit early to his house. And he was like, you should watch the trailer and get the full experience. Which was good because it helped me adjust my expectations to the mood of the movie because for whatever reason I was imagining like a really serious space opera like almost like um have you seen war for the planet of the apes yeah almost like that type of movie in space I mean it's a big title guardians of the galaxy you know yeah so like for I was imagining like a really serious space like war opera like a war space opera yeah kind of of more of like a dramatic yeah more dramatic more intense more actiony um but with all like the style that the movie has i was expecting a ton of style and that lived up but like seeing the trailer helped me just like okay i remember it's a comedy like it's really funny um and that's kind of the style of it and perfectly lived up to him it succeeded them i could not have expected high enough of this movie it was great so man i'm just kind of like saying that it was great over and over again i'm so i think like every time we have our two cents that's all we ever say it's so hard to like portray your emotions and like get your thoughts out in a way that actually says something besides it was great but like have it a short enough thought that you don't just say like half a sentence for all of your two minutes like i try and keep my thoughts two people in front of you like say what you wanted to say so it's like Okay, I go last. It was great, guys. Like, just a great movie. I, I, I thought it was <laughs> so way great it's, the whole time. Like, it's kind of like there's there's some points in ex- trying to explain a movie and what you really got of it is like trying to explain what salt tastes like or trying to explain what, it's tough sometimes. what, trying to explain what food tastes like. Yeah. And I, t- I remember I took a class at Salt Lake Community College where they had us um, try dark chocolate, super dark chocolate, and then try milk chocolate. And then to describe it without using the words like any of those common words of like it was sweet, it was tasty, it tasted good, it was great. It was you had to use anything else. So t- so I had to go something like it was like joyful and watery and refreshing, and <laughs> it, was, it was like I started to become poetic with like food tasting. So it was really weird. So maybe we should take that sort of route with this move, this movie anal- analyzation podcast. But sometimes it's hard, and the best thing to say is just. It was great. <laughs> so sorry for our recycled constant. It was great, but it's hard. I promise, it, especially from, in my case, seeing a movie for the first time and still digesting it. I'm definitely going to watch this movie again. And having still digesting it, it's hard to turn an uncomplete thought into a sentence to complete a thought to somebody else. Yeah. It's difficult, especially when it's such a like complex film with so many things to talk about that are all so good. Um, I just want I want to talk about like the filmmaking process. I want to talk about the people who went into making it. I want to talk about the actual thing that you watch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we broke Harrison, guys. <laughs> Man down. So yeah, it lived up. The answer to this question of the segment, yes, it lived up. 
Alright, perfect. Transition time. Here we go. <laughs> Sound effect. <laughs> Alright, guys, that leads us into our pick your poison rankings. Like our own personal rankings, and then also the rankings we talked about earlier of what we ranked the all the MCU movies before we actually started watching them. So for pick your poison, we we've changed it. We have is it four now? Yeah. So it's the worst one is never watch again. Obviously, above that is streaming. Where like if you have a streaming service that it was on and you were looking for something to watch, you'd just watch it. And then rent. rent, where you would like seek it out and pay money. Yeah, you pay money to see it. And buy it is where you'd seek it out and pay even more money to own it. Perfect. All right. There's a ranking system. Time to play that broken record again. Is beat that dead horse. I would buy this movie. No, it's what? so great. <laughs> oh I mean, I think yeah, we have this movie already. Like. I'm not a guy for movies. Like, my parents, we don't really, like, buy a lot of movies. We're just not that, like, kind of people. We usually just, like, get Redbox or something. Yeah, because... We, like, our... no, almost never went to a movie theater, and this was, like, a huge movie. Yeah, because yeah. our... So our family, our parents, me and Kelton, as brothers, our fa- our parents, they're very... They're, like, borderline, as close as you can get, anti-materialistic people. <laughs> like, yeah, so close. Of, so so it, we don't really get movies a lot. Yeah, long story short, we don't have a whole lot of movies, but I actually own this movie. Like, we bought it because it was so good. I know my dad loves this movie. You could quote, like, Drax from this, and he just <laughs> loves it. Oh, so, anyways, I already, own, I already own the movie, but if I didn't have the movie, I would go buy it now because it is that great. And I think I saw it in a Walmart bin for $5, so that's like an instant what? steal. Yeah. That's a steal. Wow. Yeah, like, it was, it was like a while... <laughs> it was like a while back, but, like, I think I did see it in a $5 bin. I was like, oh, dang, that's, that's sick. So, yeah, killer movie. I love it. So, Cade, would you buy it? Um, oh, do we need to get an MC ranking? Or we Let's do our pick or pick. Okay, all right. So, I'm going to go uh, kind of an orthodox route. Is that the right word? Sure. I will say... I will go this far as to I would buy this for someone as a yeah, gift. Yeah, I would say that because it's just like someone actually can go buy me a good movie. Like we've we've always asked our uh, my relatives, my wife and I. We've always asked our relatives like, "What do you want for Christmas?" They, uh, they would ask us, "What would you want for Christmas?" And we would say, "Um, a gift card to Red Lobster and <laughs> a movie, really." And like we. We always talk about, we, we want to make a list. We want to make a list. We never get around to making a list. But if you don't know what movie to buy somebody for a present, birthday, Christmas, what have you, this is the movie to buy for them. I would say that. I, I am totally 100% confident in this movie that, that no one will be disappointed in this because it's just so broad. Like, maybe you're, yeah, maybe <laughs> grandma who's got dementia or a grandma who's just like so just. Who watches Hallmark? Who watches Hallmark Christmas all day long. There are people out there, I'm telling you, it's it's the truth. The Christmas shoes. It's classic, but (laughs) once a season is enough. (laughs) You can only wear those shoes once a year. Anyway, that's my poison. My poison? I bought this movie before I even watched it. Like I knew how I have the highest ranking. Yeah, I would buy this movie again. Uh, yeah, I bought it, and holy smokes, it is a movie that I'm going to watch over and over and over again. It's really, it's one of those movies that I really think is going to, at least for, for me personally, is going to last for a long time. Like, I'm going to show my kids this movie. Like, for example, like those people, the, the baby booners of this time, they always watch Gone with the Wind. 
I'm gonna be an old 95 year old man. Have you guys seen Drax take down Ronan and Guardians of the Galaxy? With his knives and his tattooed red body. <laughs> I'm gonna be that guy. Yeah, this is this is a great movie to to watch over and over and again. Uh, I was gonna say as well, just kind of backs. I feel kind of biased in all my pick, my poison, because I'm the type of person that buys movies like excessively. Like I'm a movie buyer. Spoiler alert. Harrison made this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife always has to like rein me in and be like, no, no, we already bought five movies this month. You can wait till next month. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, like if every single movie I'm like, I would buy it, it's because I literally would buy every movie. Like that's just my personality. So. And we do actually have it lined up. Like once we get through like the MCU and Star Wars, we do have plans. We've talked about um, watching some bad movies or stuff we've all never seen. And like we'll actually get some takes. I'm like, wow, that movie sucked. So, <laughs> yeah, there will be other stuff besides. It was great. Recycle. It was great. Recycle next week. It was great. I'd buy it. <laughs> so yeah, definitely that'll that'll come eventually. But back to the MCU. Oh yeah, our rankings. Our rankings. So for me, before we started all of this, I had Guardian the Guardians of the Galaxy at number five. Wow. Yeah, I actually like had all that, of that's, Yeah, that's actually higher than I remember ranking it. I'm kind of surprised at myself, but yeah, freak. I don't. I'm worried it might go down because just because it's been a while since I've seen a lot of these MCU movies, and I'm remembering how much I loved some of them. So initial impression is like that yeah, might go down, but it might stay the same. So who knows? And then what'd you put it for the phase two? And so for the phase. In phase two, I had it ranked at number one, Guardians of the Galaxy. I had it ahead of Captain America Winter Soldier. Blasphemy. (laughs) (laughs) That is a sin. But yeah, so I I had it at number one. So we'll see how that goes. All right, let's go. My rankings. I had Guardians of the Galaxy pretty high, like Kelton has mentioned in his rankings. With me, let me get to it here. I had Guardians of the Galaxy at number four. Two. Oh wow! Surprise, surprise! This is how much I love this movie, man. Like it's, oh, it's an instant classic. I think it's it's a historic movie just in itself of how groundbreaking it was in my life. It just made me look on like what I look forward to and what 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 is a good movie. So that's I want to keep that there because I just remember how much of an impact this made. Because because I. I, heard, I saw, again, I saw the trailer. I hated it. Watched the movie. Was proven wrong. I'm, I'm in love. So, I don't want I don't really want to move that. Phase two, before we ranked it, I put this at number one. This right. movie is so good, guys. <laughs> All right. My ranking. So, disclaimer. There was three movies of the MCU I had not seen. Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor Dark World, and The Incredible Hulk. I defaulted all of those at the bottom. <laughs> This is number 21. It's above Thor Dark World and Hulk just because I knew that it was going to be better than both of those. (laughs) But yeah, 21 definitely going up. A lot. (laughs) Uh, In the phase, I also have this at the bottom. (laughs) It is, I mean, defaulted there. It was number five above Thor Dark World. It's going to go up. I don't want to make predictions about where it's going to go, but I know I'm just sharing my opinion here. It's going to have a hard time dethroning Captain America Winter Soldier and Age of Ultron. I love Age of Ultron a lot. So, I mean, it's been a long time since I watched it, so maybe I'm going to watch it and be like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy is better, but we'll see. But, yeah, it's going up there in, like, the one of those... Anyway, it was great. (laughs) 
We should just have a recording of that. Just, just press a button. A button. <laughs> it was great. It have was like great. a super like monotone voice. It was great. Oh my gosh, I almost legitimately said it was great. Like <laughs> Dude, oh. poison, it's in our heads. We've it's been taken over. This is a disease. It's like a teenage girl saying like, 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 like. That's us every podcast. On my on tape on my laptop. But yeah, this film was pleasing to the retinas in my eyeballs <laughs> and the images that them and my oh, eardrums sent to my brain cells. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the data that went into my brain. Data off the visual pixels on this massive square was I think pleasing to my mind almost exploded because he was trying to say it was great the whole time. <laughs> All right, guys. I think that ends our pick your poison. So, all right. This, this, this next segment, guys. People, brothers, sisters, friends. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> this next one. This this movie is perfect for this next segment. Binge points. The references. The callbacks. The throwbacks. The throw forwards. Whatever you want to call it. There is stuff in this movie that there there is meat in this movie, and I want to just rattle off a couple of them. I'm not sure you guys under might might have caught. I pointed out a couple of times throughout the movie, and one of the biggest points of binge points is when they go to the collector because it just throws back so much stuff within oh, previous yeah, movies. Everything in there is an Easter egg. Yeah. Everything, and you could fr- you could pause every frame and go throughout it. I'll I'll point out a few things first. They, there's a dark elf in one of the one of the contempt containers there is an alien from the from the from new york the new york battle i don't know what those the chitari the yeah. there's a chitari there there was also um this is not in the um collector's, collector's room scene it is actually on peter quill's ship on his on his cassette tape dock there is a trading card of a muppet Yo! No I did not notice that. I saw. I was like looking around. I'm like, oh my frig, that's a freaking Muppet. And I don't know his <laughs> name. It's not like Kermit the Frog or anything like that. But it's like one of those other side characters of the Muppet. Also, awesome. I looked it up, and I knew I was right. So there's an American flag that's kind of like a stitching, that's on on his con- on his cassette console. That that American flag. Is a replica of the Boy Scouts American flag on the freaking hey. uniform. On my honor, I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's some crazy references. Like Muppets, not even not even in the MCU. If they were, that would be. Oh, weird. oh that ref- this movie's full of references, and it's hilarious. Like, I don't even remember any. <laughs> <laughs> it's full of them. I can't tell you single one, but it's all there, dude. It was <laughs> great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh, you guys catch anything? Uh, I'm I'm kind of wheeling right now. Like I know the they're there. It throws on his hip. It was it had the brand Sony on it. Yeah, it's a Sony Walkman, the first one ever. Yeah, I had one of those. I had like the same wraparound. Like, well, mine were actually like, went around the ear and it like went behind your head. Yeah. Wow, I felt like such a pimp just like walking around yeah. with that thing, <laughs> throwing my like freaking cassette in, just listening to like. The only like cassette I had was like freaking some symphony that my mom had. So it was super like, dark. Like it was like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, what up? <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Oh yeah, good stuff.
uh, maybe some binge points that I saw, and these aren't these are more within the cinematic universe. Well, no, the one I forget his name, the actor who plays Wreck It Ralph. He's also one of the people on oh, Xandar. He's one of the Nova. Yeah, it was so hilarious. He was making fun of Peter Quill for having the code name Star Lord, and he's like, "It's okay to have a code name." <laughs> it just made me think of Wreck It Ralph. I don't know if it was intentional. But it was hilarious. Watching this movie makes you like, and re- recognizing that, and like, I'm like waiting for Ahmed to my seat, waiting for him to say, I'm gonna wreck it. <laughs> <laughs> so, also, I want a Nova movie. Like, seeing Xandar and the Nova Corps, I want a movie for Nova. Also, more Benicio del Toro, who's the collector. I just want more from the Grandmaster and the collector, because in the comics and then like the lore of the Marvel universe, they're like, they're brothers and they're like ultimately powerful. Um, and uh, yeah, just be. And he just like steals the show every scene he's in, especially no spoilers. But in Infinity War, I, you guys have seen it. You know the scene in Infinity War, the guy who plays the collector. He's standing there and he yells, "Magnificent!" Oh yeah. He just like steals the show with one word. I want more. Magnificent. Magnificent! I, yeah, more Benicio del Toro. He was great. Also, I'll, wait. I'll let you go first. Yeah, yeah. I have something else. Uh, um. Okay, we talked about this during the movie, but. Yondu's little like sub captain dude is so freaking funny. Yes. Oh, it's so funny. Just the crap he said. He's got teeth and stuff. <laughs> and Harrison noticed in the scene when, right at the end of the movie, when Peter Quill gives up the orb to Yondu, and Yondu like gets the orb and he like signals to his men just like kind of like move out. You see him in the background. He just like. It just like points like, like waves one let's direction, go one direction turns around it's another direction like very like just joltingly <laughs> like a doofus and then waves <laughs> you just, just like you, it's like a, for a half second we mentioned he's just like that redneck space pirate with the grill on <laughs> like it is I love him as a character but his voice is perfect for it too oh yeah but Yondu, wow, I love Yondu so freaking much. And oh, he's so cool. he gets even better in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, his what? little whiz, I forget the arrow thing, what's it called? But uh, that scene where he like takes everybody out, oh it was so cool because like, I don't know if this was intentional, but the way that like he took everybody else and they fell at once, like that thing's got to be moving super fast to take out all those people oh, all yeah. at the same time. So they fall at once. Yeah, I was kind of cool. thinking about that. Like, I was like, why aren't, like, any of them shooting at him, you know? Because, like, you, for the camera to go through all of it, but now that you mention that, for all of them to fall down at the same time, it probably was, li- so was possibly like, less than a second. Like, just, yeah. you know? So, wow. He's Talk so cool. It's so sick. And the the actor, I don't know who the actor is, but he's great. Also, uh, Dave Bautista is the perfect cast for Drax. Like, I love Drax in Infinity War and... Guardians of the Galaxy 2. But his lines in this movie are hilarious. The things he says is just like, how did you come up with that? Like, it's just, or like they're standing, they're sitting around the circle and he's like, Cole's like, are you with me? He's like, what? He's like, what I was just saying? Oh, no, I wasn't listening. I was thinking about something else. <laughs> like, like something that's so stupid, but it's executed perfectly. And like Rocket, when he's talking about his kind of species, he's like, oh, you know, they're super, they're literal people. Like metaphor, metaphors go over his head. He's like, Nothing goes over my head. I would catch. My reflexes are too quick. I would catch it. Or <laughs> when he kills, uh, I forget his name in Captain Marvel. Um, the guy. Always oh, like finger to the throat. Finger to the throat means death. It's a metaphor. <laughs> it's a metaphor. 
It's so funny. Drax is hilarious. Man, th this movie was just so fun to enjoy. I do want to say one cameo that I didn't realize it, but James Gunn cameoed his freaking dog. That's his dog? It's his dog. I know it's a dog that has but like... it's not the collector's dog. I know, he, I know he's like a... Oh, never mind then. I was talking about the collector's dog like with the space thing. Yeah, that's, that's a cameo of a different it's like dog. It's like Marvel the space... I don't know. But anyway, the dog that's cameo is when it's in the very, very beginning before they throw the title on the screen is where he has, where Peter Cole is like, has that, has that like weird projector thing where it projects oh, like huh. the city and it's just a dog, a girl and a dog. That's James Gunn's dog. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So at one point, I don't know if you call this a binge point, but I was reading online somewhere. Someone was given some critic about the MCU and a lot of the points he was saying how, like, they're not really good movies, that they're just, like, machined movies for mass consumption. And he was saying how, like, they're not artistic. That he's like, give me an example where one of the movies used music that actually added emotion to the scene that wasn't a 70s rock song. And I was just like, everything about that statement is incorrect. Like, there are plenty of moments where the score of tons of Marvel movies add to the emotion of a scene. But, like, in this this is just like has to do with filmmaking like james gunn just has such a good understanding about how music including a 70s rock song can accompany an image perfectly to make you feel a perfect emotion like that is the that is art of filmmaking and understanding it as an art and it's just like but then how unseriously it takes itself in moments like when they're doing the classic slow-mo walk to cherry bomb like that could be a super epic moment but like rockets picking out a wedgie gamora's yawning and uh peter quills like swiping his nose like drax is clueless also like another this is like a way small moment that like i was really impressed with and if anybody else has a bench point you can say it i, I want to get the right reference i don't want to mess it up so um there's this, the Stanley cameo, which is just hilarious. The the one girl that is with Peter Quill, where he's like, oh, honestly, it's like her, her name is Barrette. And she's like, honestly, I forgot you were even here. And that she's actually a callback to the comics. She was apparently an, a she's an alien reporter on the Incredible Hulk, which was yeah. interesting why they threw that in there. But cool. oh, interesting cameo. So this was my binge point, and it has more again. So, small detail, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to say this in a boastful way, but like, I have a YouTube channel that is all about filmmaking and analyzing films that are made, but also making films. So, it's a huge part of like my creative thoughts. And when I watch and analyze a movie, a lot of it has to do with the talent and art behind actual making the product. And I was impressed with the scene where Groot, where every, like, it's, it's kind of the montage scene where they're explaining their plan to Yondu and all their dudes. And then, it shows like everybody's getting their new uniform on, like Drax puts his pants on and Gamora gets a new outfit and Peter Quill's doing something. And it shows Groot and he like plucks a little plant from him. Yeah. And then it cuts to Wreck-It Ralph, whatever his name is in the movie, and he's spraying some plants. And like immediately I knew what it meant that, that Groot planted a little seedling of himself and that grew into baby Groot. Like that's like Battleship Potencum level montage skills like that is just such, if you guys don't know what that is, you can look it up later, but it's like one of the first films that used montage, like different clips cut back to back to manipulate an emotion. And I was just impressed, like a simple thing is showing Groot planting himself, like just in case, it's just like, all right, we understand filmmaking so well that like a throwaway thing we can, I don't know, I just, 
this is I've been wanting to watch this movie because I I knew knowing Jane's gun that like so many of the complaints people give me at work about the MCU not being like good movies and this is like the perfect movie to respond with because of the the art and talent that went into it but it's just so fun at the same time it's like it, it can take itself so seriously in moments like that but then later it can have Drax say something totally stupid <laughs> oh man it was great okay I think are we good? should we move on to least and likes we, we were kind of doing this it all together at the same time yeah so least these are things so least and likes these are our least favorites moments and l favorite moments of the movie so these aren't necessarily things that we disliked it's just things that we liked the least which i think is going to be the case for me in this movie I, there wasn't like a single moment that i disliked it um there was just one scene it was when they were in i'm trying to remember i think it was in uh I'm trying to remember which one it was I, it was one of the fight scenes. It was either in the prison when they're breaking out and they're fighting or a different time that I don't remember. But the editing was really weird. Like, it was hard to follow the pace of the fight and the action. And I was kind of, it was almost like jarring. And I want to rewatch it again to see if that was intentional because that never happened again in the movie. So whatever moment that was, that clearly wasn't glaring enough that I don't remember exactly what move, move, moment it was. But it was one of the fight scenes was just like, whoa, like, what's going on? Like, who's hitting who and which way are they moving? <laughs> So that was it, but clearly it wasn't glaring enough for me to remember any other detail about it. Let's see, a least favorite. Um, I'm trying to think of something. Um, Do you have one, Kelly? Well, actually, I might have one thing. I, I wanted more Groot. In, yeah, in that movie. actually. I wanted more can Groot. I, can I re-say mine? You finally got Vin Diesel to play a character in the Marvel, and you got him to say five words? Like, come on! <laughs> The man with, like, one of the greatest voices ever. And you got him to say, I am Groot. I could have done that. Pay me $5 and I'll do that. Let me <laughs> still do something else. <laughs> yeah, I, I could agree with that one. I think mine was just, like, I just, there was this one part where I felt the dialogue was clunky. And it was literally just one line. And it's when they're all in the... Uh, we kind of already mentioned the scene earlier. It's when they're all in the the prison and they're in that little, like, disc thing. And they're talking about, like, Drax saying, like, metaphors wouldn't go over his head, he'd catch it. Gamora, like, it might have just been the way she delivered it, but I just felt like, every, I don't know, it, I felt it coming, I knew it was coming, it just seemed like they tried to, they set it up as too big, too much, I don't know, I just didn't yeah, like the line, but she's said, all like, I'm going to die, like, with the biggest bunch of idiots in the universe. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna die surrounded by the biggest idiots in the galaxy. Like, that phrase I could have, I could, well, yeah, but I could have told you, like, Right in that moment, I knew exactly what she was going to say. It was just super predictable. And my, it might have just been the delivery. I don't know. I just didn't like it. It just felt kind of clunky and just like... Yeah, clunky is a good... I remember that as well. Like, Because everything else, especially the dialogue, is so surprising. And so you get this one that's just like clunky. And you're like, whoa! Like, like you could feel it was coming. And it was just like kind of a stereotype. And it just felt like almost cringy for me. So. It was like she was saying it all for us, but... We could all feel the vibe of it, I so I feel like, like it, that it, it almost didn't have to be said. Like, yeah, exactly. It was just set up line, like we all knew it was coming. A better line would have been a funny one, like one of my favorites from Holes, 
when she says, I'm surrounded by a bunch of cow turds. Like, you yeah, can express, like, just, come on, James Gunn, you got great dialogue. Yeah, just that one, like, I love the whole rest, don't get me wrong, like, the entire dialogue's incredible. Just that, literally that one line, like, it, it just felt too stereotypical. It felt out of context. Like, it kind of it almost felt forced, but. Like, as if he, he wanted, it's it's like he had this great scene, he had this great idea, and he, but he wanted so desperately to have this phrase said. So he set it up perfectly, and then it, 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 you already knew it was coming, and then, and then he delivered it, and it was just like, it was like throwing a paper airplane too hard and just like falls straight to your feet. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, a, this. I'll talk about this later, but I think a lot of it like had to do with the message he was trying to, to portray later, and like, that was that was a line that needed to be said. Yeah. It just needed, it sort of came off a little weird. but it just kind of like, it felt so needed that it wasn't, it was clunky. It wasn't horrible. It was just clunky. Good, good word choice. You can, it didn't ruin the movie or ruin the scene. It, you able to move on from it. Yeah, it's it's not glaring that you can't move on, but it's clunky. That you yeah, remember just in the moment, and then like two seconds later, you forget about it. So it's not like that bad. Like I like we said, it's just our least favorite. It's not worth saying like we hate it, but our least favorite. Uh, I apologize though. I have been giving all the writing credit to James Gunn, but Nicole Perlman, she wrote it as well. So I'm sorry. <laughs> if you're Nicole, if you're Super listening. Dude, Nicole, if you're listening, thanks. Yeah, thanks for listening to the podcast. Like, wow. We'll talk about you more if you share it with your friends. <laughs> wow, that was clunky. Anyway, Katie. So I was going to say, so there's, so first off, Ronan is talking to Thanos' like quote unquote secretary, right? And he's like, you know, the Thanos requests your presence. He's like all being snotty and just like talking down to Ronan. And then Ronan is talking to Thanos and this person's like, lower your tone, lower your tone. And then he like, and then Ronan kills him. He's like, anyway, let me keep talking to Thanos. And Thanos like finally turns around and like, well, I got no secretary. Might as well just talk to this guy. <laughs> no. So that was a... <laughs> yeah, that, it was literally just a hype man for Thanos. Like A little bit, yeah. And I feel like they could have done something with that a little better. The other, that's his name. I can, I can remember it. I kept wanting to call him the thing, but the other. That's him. Well, the other stuff. Head turned around. You need some other guy to do that. So, (laughs) also, Ronan's like incredibly one-dimensional in this movie. But I disagree on that. But it's not in a bad way. Like it's one of the first one-dimensional enemy, like villains, that I enjoyed being one-dimensional. If that makes sense, like, like uh, Malekith. Malaga, like, <laughs> he, he was so just like I want to return the world to darkness that it kind of like lost its appeal to me. But Ronan was just like they must be cleansed. But it was like so one dimensional that it wasn't. <laughs> I'll get into that later. <laughs> well, I I feel like I didn't get, I didn't get the vibe of of him being one dimensional. It was the point of like he was trying to he was trying to he was with an agreement with. He was on his own, and then he had an agreement with um, Thanos that he used the daughters of Thanos to basically um, to do his own bidding and stuff. But then he goes on his own. He's like, "I want to destroy Xandar myself, and I want to just." And I think Thanos is just completely, complete jerk. So I don't, I'm just gonna ignore him. So I didn't get that vibe of, of that he's one dimensional, but agree to agree to disagree. Uh, anyhow, um, I'll start with my favorite scene. All right, send it. Favorite scene. 
Ugh, this is going to be hard. I say it, it has to do with um, Yondu's right-hand man. And <laughs> it's 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 a kind of a smaller scene. It's a point where he's with the broker, and he says, like, where did you, who else wants this orb? And who wants to buy it or whatever? And he's like, die. And he's like, he's like, and he talks about how, like, I want to, I put in all those, all the little small things they put on my console. And he's like, are you serious? Oh, he's deadly serious. <laughs> <laughs> that whole part, like the very end where, bubbly. <laughs> that point where, I can't remember his name again, Gun's brother, he, he, bra- he laughs. That actually was breaking character when I, when you watch the bloopers. Is that he? That seemed to quite a while to do because it was so funny. He's like bubbly, bubbly, bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> so I say that's my favorite scene, but there's but also so many. It just I, I think it brings out who Yondu is as a character really, really well. That that scene was my that favorite. scene. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about Yondu in Volume Two. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, my favorite scene. Uh, two Yondu's like dope take out everybody with my little whistler thing that was dope and then i'd say just the opening scene is you get to see star lord prancing around oh, and then opening credits so good. you know using a that's rat the, alien thing as a microphone and kicking them and then like just that whole and then getting like to the orb i just really love the feel for that one it was, it was a lot of fun so my favorite two honorable mentions is the one Kill mentions, particularly the title card. Like that was just like boom style. Like from that moment, you just instantly understand the style of the movie. And getting the orb was fun. The other honorable mention is the space battle with all the Nova Corps pilots, and like just that whole space battle was really cool. And just kind of the the pacing of it and and the way it looked. Um, but my favorite scene actually was when Rocket is drunk and Drax and Groot are fighting each other. And then Rocket has his gun, and he just like he's drunk, so he just goes on around. He's like, "I didn't ask to be made and torn apart and put back together a bunch." And like that line, I re- like I just really, really enjoyed the depth that it gives to Rocket. And I'll talk a little bit more about him later in Fall In, but it and I love in interviews James Gunn. James Gunn always talks about how he like Rocket is kind of him, and that. Rocket's arc is kind of the arc of James Gunn personally, and that he has a lot of emotional connection to the character of Rocket, and he's excited. He it was an interview about coming back for Volume Three, and he was saying that he was honored that he gets to continue the story of Rocket because it's a story of himself. And it like now knowing the first part of that story, I'm really excited to go and analyze the second, and then eventually the third. Um, but I like was just really really impressed by that moment in the film. I did not know that. That's cool. Yeah. I will say one more honorable mention is when. Groot goes, we are Groot. Like that point, I cried when I watched the first movie. Guys, what comes to mind when I think of that is that meme where it shows that dude, like he's chilling on his computer and he's like saluting and then he's like screaming, crying. Like (laughs) that's what comes to mind when I think of that. It's like, God! Man, this, yeah, this movie, there's some moments that got me like genuinely, genuinely sad. Yeah, like especially the opening scene. Like, I was just like, "Whoa!" Like he didn't, he didn't, he didn't reach out to his mom. Complexity to Peter's character. Yeah. Wow. It it was really impressive. I also love, man. Another honorable mention is like how quickly both Nebula and Gamora. I just thought there was such a cool introduction to the characters that like you can tell that they have this huge backstory and like this hate for Thanos, 
but they have this like scheming nature behind them that they go along with it and tell the right opportunity. And they're able to be kind of like a double agent in a, such a cool way. But the introduction of the character, you just kind of see them as like the daughters of Thanos who want to kill him. And it's like, so like, whoa, like you just flipped a coin. Like you were so loyal to him earlier and you were trying to show and now you want to kill him. And it's cool to see that introduction and how those stories and that backstory, if you will, is revealed later in the films. And like having seen later films and understanding the emotional depth that both Gamora and Nebula have and the relationship to Thanos, it's cool to see how they were introduced like without any of that. You just see the fruits of it before why, and it's it's cool storytelling. It's awesome. Anyway, yeah, we fall into our last segment. Send it. Let's do it. Okay, guys. I don't like you. I feel like you guys both have a lot of really like deep ones. Mine's like pretty small. You don't mind me going first? Yeah, go for it. Fall in. Just when Peter Quill's like doing like his inspiring speech, you know, to the Guardians of the Galaxy, and one line he said like really caught me. Um, when he's talking about, you know, our whole lives we've been running away. And he's like, let's do something. I'm sorry if I butcher it, but he says something like, let's do something that we've never done. Like, let's give a shiz, you know? Like, let's actually care about something. And instead of just running away and, you know, just letting other people affect our lives. But it's more of like, look, this is important to us. Let's care about it. Like, let's, and I just love that line, like what's stopping us like if it's important to us like of doing a certain thing let's let's go out and do it you know let's show that we care and and i love how rocket points out he's like you're asking us to die and peter's like yeah like i think that is probably one of the most realist like inspirational speeches i've ever heard of where you realize like you're asking us to die you know that right it's like yeah like let's care let's show like this is important to us I, I love the line that comes before that later in a different scene where Rocket says something that, to to Quill like, oh, you finally like care. Like, like why do you care now? And he's like, like why do you care about the universe? Why are you trying to save it? And he's like, because I'm one of the idiots that lives in it. And like, it shows that like, he's not like Mr. Captain America Justice. Like, I'm doing right because it's right. It's just like, I'm an idiot, but I'm going to try and save the world because I live here. And it's like, it's simply just caring. It's not like yeah. some huge understanding and commitment to justice. It was just like, I'm just caring. Awesome. Very, very little about my sliver of life, but I care about it. In the world of, this is going to get a weird tangent, but um, in the world of uh, D&D, is that like there's certain ways of like, certain character of like um, lawful good, chaotic good chaotic neutral chaotic evil and stuff like that but like chaotic neutral it's like it's everyone for himself and like that's what comes in my mind it's like he's it's like i'm gonna do whatever crap i want you know a little bit of good a little bit of bad but if i comes down to a point where like i'm gonna die i'm gonna fight for good yeah and i just like the the personal take i get from this is on how in today's world like when you're passionate about something you kind of get like made fun of you know um, or if you so care about, empathy. yeah, like you, when you care about something, you just kind of get made fun of or seen as like a weirdo, but who gives a crap, you know, go out and, you know, give a shiz, you know, do your thing. If it's you, like if you're passionate about something, don't let anyone else stop you. Even if there are negative things that could happen, like go care about something and something that you is important to you and it may not go perfect, but at least you're you and you're caring about something. I think that's really, I respect people. And even if I totally disagree with them or I don't understand it, like 
if they care about something or they have priorities or things like that, like mad props. That's way cool. Yeah. There, there's a lot of messages in this film that like, I just kind of want to mention super quick. Cause I, I don't have a lot of commentary about it because there are things that I'm going to have to watch the movie again to, understand. to understand and process. But I think there's a lot to be said about like self-confidence um, and self like realization and self acceptance while also like a lot to say about friendship and family and accepting others also like responsibility and redemption there's just a lot of like really really good messages and also like um the line where where drax admits that he like he just used anger to cover up their loss and they're like, and this isn't a real movie, my butt. Like, come on! If you just listen to anything that Harrison said, like, yeah, this, that's a movie. This movie is chock full of just real, genuine people and actors portraying difficult emotions of life. Mm-hmm. And it, like, yeah, sure, it's filled with jokes, but like those moments really and the message can be taken so seriously. But I love that that it doesn't take itself too seriously because life, like, yeah, those emotions are a serious thing and like really complex, and we need to understand them and confront them. But like. Life isn't just one like emotional journey where you're just like constantly taking every emotion so seriously. Like it's it's full of so many different things, and like most of the time I'm laughing my head off, and then there's a moment where I'm able to reflect on my emotions. Like it just seems so real, you know. Yeah, one of my my favorite quote of this movie is a quote by Rocket. Everybody has dead people. That's my favorite quote because in the in the moment of that scene where he actually says that. He goes about and he's talking to Drax where he's admitting his faults and he's and um, Groot's saying that we need to go we need to go help our friends and and the people the people are gonna die and Rocket's like so what everybody has dead people and that's I I took that and it, it actually kind of foreshadows of what Rocket will experience in Endgame where he loses everybody and you look at his demeanor in Endgame that he was. He carried a lot of people through that mourning phase. People just like so sad and stuff. And I think Rocket has under, Rocket has an understanding where you're gonna you're, like life is gonna suck. At there's gonna be a point in your life where life is going to suck. It's gonna suck bad. That's what I feel like. Everybody has dead people. That that for that quote. That's what that means. And that you that does not end your life when some when, when something really bad happens does not mean it's the end of like what you do and that is a i i, I feel like i relate to that because i have dead people the people that i care about that are dead and that doesn't mean that my life is complete garbage from now on it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean anything here's 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 my here's my two cents is that i have dead people i i can i have things that i can mourn about but here's the thing that i chose today that i was happy about number one some people you know that I had a shoulder surgery and now I've been in a sling for the past six weeks. As of today, I'm out of that sling. Oh, I just noticed that. Like, congratulations. Thanks, dude. man. Like it's this is this day I'm gonna remember. November twenty first. This day is a happy day. I am I have not been this happy for a while about myself and my self image and about how I made me be capable of doing stuff. Another thing, I took an exam that was freaking hard today at school, and I freaking nailed it. When's the last time? When's the last time I nailed a, an exam? Like, did well in it? I can't remember. And this day was a happy day, even though I have. You can point out all the bad things in my life that I can mourn about, I can be sad about. But you know what? 
I still have power to move on. I still have a will, will to move on. And that's, I think, Rocket is a walking example of that. So what if this if people think this, this movie is all about superheroes and just living in fantasies, this movie hits on real-life points. And that quote, those four, four words, says it all to me. Keep it real. Thank you. That's cool. I love just the I love the character of Rocket, especially seeing the the connection that James gonna has to him. I I got I'll find the link and I'll put it in the show notes because I got to go look for it. But it was an interview that James gonna had when he was talking about having been fired from Disney or I guess Marvel to not like he got fired from tweets and couldn't make Guardians of the Galaxy three and then he got rehired. And he was talking about it, how he was grateful that he got to continue the emotional arc of Rocket and how he relates to him. But also like the lesson that he learned from being fired and then rehired. And it's just like you see such sincere and genuine emotion and like understanding of his own emotions in this article. And it's really cool to see the type of person that James Gunn is. And understanding that gives me a greater appreciation for the way he makes his films and what he makes them about. And he said, like, I remember what he tweeted when the announcement was made that he got a direct guardian that he was rehired he's like i'm really grateful and i'm excited to keep making movies that talk about the relationships that connect us all or something like that something about relationships and connection i remember those two words and i think the movie has a lot to do with that and how like through everything whether it's through grieving or through happiness or through sorrow or apathy or caring or caring with other people like so much of the strength in this movie is people learning to connect and have relationships with other people and how that's just like such a such a powerful and positive thing. Like it, this is the cheesiest thing ever to say, but it's so true that like the people save the world through connection and relationships. Like the only reason they won is because they reached out to each other and held hands. Like that that's really cheesy to say, but it's like a genuine message that that like Kate said earlier, connections are underrated. Like that was a couple of podcasts ago. There, it's a powerful thing to have connections and and relationships are important and there are so many messages that again i got to rewatch this movie and analyze because i was i was impressed by like how many there were particularly for the character of rocket and like the emotional struggles because there's definitely moments in my life where like i'm just like sick of the difficulty of life like rocket he was just he was made by somebody and all of a sudden he has all these struggles and people are calling him a raccoon and a vermin and all these other things and like that moment where he lashes out, I think, is a moment where he's just kind of saying, like, almost like that giving up moment. Like, I never asked for any of this difficult stuff. Like, why has it got to be so hard for me? And I, I, it's, I'm excited to see where that emotion goes later for Rocket. Because that's like a real emotion where you reach a point in your life. Like, I never asked for any of this, this stuff. Like, almost like a why me? And I feel like that story isn't, like, there's no other side of the coin yet for Rocket for that. I'm excited to see where it goes. But yeah, this is a... This is a good movie. On top of that, it's just packed full of style, like just visual style on top of everything else. It's awesome. It was great. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was a good one. Oh, yeah, guys. So thanks for listening to our complete disorganized greatness. Hopefully that's it was a, great. That's, that's one way to put our podcast. Complete disorganized greatness. <laughs> that's, that's, a bumper, that's a bumper. New profile header, baby. Bumper, new, new profile header right there. Oh, I better write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Complete unorganized greatness. Tattoo it on your freaking arm. Heck yeah, give us a shout out. But seriously, guys, like, this is a fun episode. And we hope, if you're listening, that, that you enjoyed it. Because I had a lot of fun talking about this movie. This was really good. Yeah, it, it was fun to just, like, even though so much of it 
in a funny way was the recycled it was great and like the inability to express our joy out of it it was just fun to like it was just fun, fun to, to relive and see how just to compare beliefs and takes and laughs it was fun to regurgitate ineligible and on and what is the word i'm searching for uh i don't know uh unintelligent happiness like those memes where it shows somebody was just like visible happiness this is just audio happiness <laughs> complete unorganized greatness so i do got a bounce but it's been real peace out home dogs ciao ciao everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.